Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. It's, you know what, Ellen? My life is um, very good. It's very good. <laughs> gonna be your worst one yet uh what <laughs> today we are going to be talking about the worst best man by lucy score and later we are going to talk about our own experience with weddings but first mom what have you been reading okay we had kind of a crazy like our timing was weird because we recorded yeah. last time very early yeah so i had like a big chunk of time mm-hmm. so Last one we did was um, England's Perfect Hero, right? Well, the last one we did where we oh. talked about what books we read was Mr. Perfect. Miss, Mr. Perfect. Um, and England's Perfect Hero I had already read when we did the last podcast. So Yes, that's true. That was one that I did. And then I finished reading Who Slays the Wicked by C.S. Harris, which is one of my Sebastian St. Cyr books that I love. Um, and then, since I had a chunk of time, finally, to read whatever the heck I wanted to read, I finally got around to reading the physics series, The Laws of Physics, by Penny Reed. Yes. Which are motion, space, and time. Yes. And they were amazing. Every time, I haven't read a Penny Reed for a long time, and then I read a Penny Reed, and I'm like, yeah, I really do love her. Yeah. Um, then I read Hookshot by Kennedy Ryan. Mm-hmm. And then both I of read... these I have already read. Let's just you know put that out. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, then I read The Worst Best Man by Lucy Score, and since I finished before you, I started reading Ache for You by J.T. Geisinger. Okay, so I'm trying you to clean up some of the... before me I'm by trying like... to clean up some of these series that I've started and haven't been able to finish. Okay, let's just be clear. You finished before me by like six hours, so don't rub that in my face. Um, but it was enough to get, you know, 25% into another book. So what does that say? Okay, well, I didn't have any books that I've read between now and Mr. Oh, Perfect. Okay, so you're going to give me all kinds of crap. <laughs> okay, let's talk about how I just started a Whatever. I don't, new I don't job. Whatever, I to your whining. And here's the thing, you guys. I am, I am going to try and be as lively as I possibly can. I just started working out. Um, and I'm doing this like pretty killer workout program and it's just kicking my butt. And like I haven't been able to walk for the past three days and not for any good romance book reasons. <laughs> I haven't been able to walk for three days either, but it has nothing to do with exercising <laughs> or sex. <laughs> I just like didn't want an- to. <laughs> the antithesis of, yeah, I was say the antithesis of uh, exercise. My watch, my watch keeps telling me, um, you haven't stood up for been a you know, while six hours. Are you still breathing? <laughs> are you still? And then when I do get up and walk, my watch says something like, are you being kidnapped? Is something, <laughs> do I need to call 911? <laughs> yeah. You know that you're sore from working out when like sitting down on the toilet is a chore. <laughs> That's where I'm at, you guys. At my age, it's always a chore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So, on that note, on that note, reading Ellen. (laughs) That's, I I haven't been reading anything. That's right. You haven't been reading anything. Yeah. 
Um, okay. So, today we are going to be talking about The Worst Best Man by Lucy Score. It is a standalone book, as far as I can tell, that came out last year. And this was recommended to us by listener Blythe, who's a fellow Air Kenshi Kush viewer and lover of of the John. Um, so... <laughs> That sounds bad after the conversation we just had. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> of the John Divot and John Yaman. Um, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked very easily. Um, Sorry. So we're punchy. It's late. We're, we, it is late, <laughs> which is also my fault, but that's fine. Um, okay, so I did not have enough time to write a description for this one. Sorry, you guys. So the back cover description for this one reads, The Bride is a Doll. Okay, you could write one. Do you want to write one? No. Okay. No, it's your job. (laughs) Okay. The Bride is a Doll. The Groom is the Perfect Gentleman. But the rest of the wedding party, they're the stuff of nightmares. Rich, check. Vapid, double check. Entitled, not enough checks in the world. And the best man, more like the worst man... See what she did there? But maid of honor, Francesca takes her duties seriously. Kidnapped groom, she's got this. Rude attendees, you just watch her handle them. So a best man with a big attitude and an even bigger checkbook? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's no way she's going to let that pretentious, judgmental jackhole ruin her best friend's wedding. No matter how sexy he is. Well, that's the plan anyway. Aiden Kilborn doesn't do long-term relationships. He's busy ruling the business world and has yet to find a woman he can tolerate for longer than a month, two at the outside. Conquering the unconquerable is basically his bread and butter, but he hasn't met a challenge that he can't win. But Francesca Baranski, this smart-mouthed girl from Brooklyn, may just be his downfall. So, Mom, what did you think of The Worst Best Man? Ellen, I really liked this book. Yeah. I liked, there There were some, uh, the continuity had some issues, the, the flow a little bit, you might okay, say. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. Okay. So. But overall, thoroughly enjoyed reading this book. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, um... My overall experience with it was very enjoyable. I thought her writing was a lot of fun. It was um, a lot of fun. There was a lot of jokes and banter, which we always like. I do. Um, so, yeah. So, I think I fall in the enjoyed to really enjoyed category. Yeah. I'm not, like, quite at a love, but, like, that's that's where I'm at, I think. I would say not quite a love, but a really thoroughly enjoyed. Yes. Um, so what did you think of Frankie as our heroine? I loved Frankie. I thought she was hilarious. She I was liked her um her gusto, her you know, stick her up for herself. Brooklyn attitude. Her bravado. Her yeah, yeah I really liked Frankie. Yeah. Um, I also really liked her. I, um, yeah, for all the reasons that you just said, I thought she was a lot of fun. And especially as 
a comparison to this like kind of rich snobby elite world the fact that she was just always over it and didn't really take crap from these people well she just kind of took them on instead for the most part i mean there were a few times where she kind of let them push her around a little bit but for the most part she did not and i loved it yeah she did it when it mattered right right like she let things let fly when it was like it's my friend's wedding. I'm gonna not be. I'm gonna I'm not gonna cause take problems. the high road. Yeah. Um, I did mention this to you. It was bugging me that there was an H in her name because I I know a fair bit of Italian, and if you were to pronounce her name the way that it is spelled in Italian, it would be Francesca. Which cool if that's her name, but I think it was supposed to be Francesca. So. That was bugging me, and I couldn't ever quite get over it. Well, but not knowing any Italian, I couldn't care less. So <laughs> that's just my own personal bugaboo. <laughs> just putting that out there. Um, but other than that, I I really liked her. I wrote down a couple lines of hers that made me laugh. Um, this early on when she first met him, and when she first met Aiden, and she was hearing his voice, she said. Frankie considered asking him to read the grocery list she had stashed in her hand-me-down clutch just so she could listen to him pronounce edamame. <laughs> edamame. <laughs> that was funny. Um, and then this was one of her pretty good gotcha lines that I liked. Um, he says, the pleasure was all mine. He, sa- he saw the goosebumps that rose on her arm and grinned. I'm sure it usually is, she shot back. <laughs> I thought that was good. That is good. Um, Also, another thing that was kind of bugging me about her sometimes was her reluctance to let him buy her stuff. Like, come on. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, I kind of got it. There were some things I was like, really? Are you going to get upset about that? I mean, some things were kind of like when she, like they went out to dinner and she insisted on paying. And I was like, girlfriend, it's like. He's a freaking billionaire. (laughs) It's like a $25 bill. Just let him pick the thing up. Yeah. um, So, I mean, I couldn't quite relate to her on that front, but. (laughs) No, I am. Considering every time mom rolls into town, I'm like, cool, mom's into town. I don't spend money for like two weeks. I don't have to be in town. (laughs) Your credit card is on your DoorDash account. (laughs) That's true. Uh, yeah um so obviously i don't have a problem with that um (laughs) but yeah i thought uh oh i also wrote down this one because it's a good kind of romance novel line she says i'm i'm not a submit to the alpha kind of girl i'm a kick him in the balls and what and get what i want woman i'm like yeah 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 she had a lot she had a lot of good lines i liked her just her, you know, take the world by the balls kind of attitude. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as the book progressed, I, I liked her journey, too. I liked her figuring out that, you know, when everything hit the fan, mm-hmm. that he wasn't the only one to blame, that she had a part in all of it. Yeah. Um, okay, what did you think of Aiden as our hero? hmm, <laughs> First of all, you know, they describe these guys. I've read enough romance novels. I think it's the same guy in every book. How dare <laughs> like, you? There's only so many ways to describe 
you know, his broad shoulders, his chiseled chest, you know. Chiseled his, jaw. Yeah. His scruffy beard. His, scruffy like, beard. finger runneth throughable. That's the thing. <laughs> Hair. Hair. You know, yeah. There's soft waves. Yeah, so, I mean, so he was pretty dreamy, of course. And he, okay, so here's the thing, because I think someone mentioned somewhere that they they didn't, the ages of these guys didn't, they thought they were older than they thought that they should be or could yeah, that's, be. Or, that's anyway, that came out the somewhere. comments that we got. But I have a problem with the fact when these guys are, you know, 28 years old and they're supposed to be, you know, gazillionaires. And it's like, okay, <laughs> let's yeah. at least give them, I, I liked the fact that he was 40 and, you know, it made a little more sense that he had accomplished all that he'd accomplished Not to mention, yeah, not to mention the fact that it was just nice. It's just always nice to get a little bit varied ages on our hero and heroine. Um, Yeah, I didn't ever get too much of a super young vibe from them. No. And she's 34 or something. I think she's supposed to be 34 or 35. So, I mean, it was, I like, I thought they were very age appropriate. Yeah. Um, which we know is a big thing for mom. Yeah. Um, so for how much of a jackass that he was kind of portrayed to be in the beginning, he's like actually a total sweetheart, like almost to the fact that like, I almost don't buy it given like his surroundings and how he is a billionaire and things like that. But maybe that's Um, just snobbish of me. I think... I think people think of him as a jackass, first of all, because he's dating different women all the time, but that's because he hadn't met Frankie yet. Of and um, <laughs> Well, he was dating the wrong kind of women, woman for him. Can I say that? That's yeah. why he hadn't met the woman for him yet. Yeah. And um, he was dating all these socialite you know. Well, it's always the same as like with our with our dukes and things like that in our historicals. These these rich guys, they always need to be brought down a peg and they're always drawn to the girl that like comes in and kind of you know, throws their ordered Lights self-entitled world, world into disorder and things like that. So that's good because I it would be awful to have to date those women that they were describing. In the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I I like how much he was like instantly drawn. Like, I mean, he was pretty instantly drawn to her. Yeah, and definitely. just that, and he I had think, to bring her around pretty. Yeah, like aggressively. Yeah, um, so I always liked that about him and. Um, how, like, hard he fought. He fought hard for her. Like, yeah. credit where credit is due. Um, well, it definitely seemed, the book definitely made it seem like he had a a very lonely existence. Like, his life yeah. seemed very sterile mm-hmm. and very empty. Yeah. Even though he had a ton of money and he had a ton of people who wanted to know him and wanted to be his buddy. And, well, and he even, very towards genuine. the end... Yeah, towards the end when they, like, break up, too, he even talks about how, like, all this stuff that was always enough for me is now, like, nothing, nothing. without it's her. Like nothing. Yeah. 
Which I could see that that would be that you I finally totally get a see. taste of like real life, and it's. Um, I kind of thought that he was going to end up like, maybe not with the company, but then that didn't happen. Did you ever get that feeling when you were reading it? Well, I thought. Well, and it kind of did end. Up, I thought either he was going to offer her a job working for him or taking over, you know, his brother's place. Or I saw that one coming um, just because he had she had like the MBA and they were talking right. about like the getting more females on staff and things like that. But I did like the way she just went in and said, here's my plan. You know, I liked the way she played it and, and she yeah. didn't go in. You know, he didn't have to offer her a job and get her, you know, something she went in and said, this is what I want to do. Will you mm-hmm. support me in that? And he yeah. Said, yeah. Even what though he want, he girl? would have given her anything at that point, I think. Anything. anything. <laughs> she, this is what she wanted to do. And he's like, yeah. yeah oh, I liked in. that too. Okay, so mom, would you rather be a Baranski or a Kilborn? Oh my gosh. I think I am a Baranski. <laughs> That's what I wrote too, mom. <laughs> First of all, her brothers were like my two favorite characters in the whole book. Yeah. I mean I definitely related to the the girl with the two brothers. Yeah. And the family that flips each other off all the time. Yep. <laughs> and I was definitely relating when she was having to like lecture her family about can you we just act normal for like one night? <laughs> Cause we had that same <laughs> Because maybe I just did that fairly recently. Before Ellen's little friend came over to meet the family. (laughs) I was telling the boys, you guys had better be on your best behavior. And I mean it, best behavior. (laughs) And then when we were all together, I had to keep saying, really? This is your best behavior? (laughs) Well, we made the mistake of doing a game night and our family playing games. The first night you met him, like in real life. Yeah. Am I talking um, too much? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, and so there's just something about, like, family game night that brings out the raunchiest, uh, most inappropriate side of us. Of course, it doesn't help that we play, like, the dirtiest, raunchiest games we can find either. Well, we didn't then, though. We were playing freaking Scattergories. Yeah. That's not a bad game. We do but, play bad games as our fam- as a family. We do. Yeah. I, I will but give you we that. can find a way to make anything filled with yeah. innuendos. We do. And and we did. The thing the for, problem for that we example, ran into Did we already share this? We were playing categories and it was yeah. the letter A and it was things in a gym and Ellen's brother put areolas. <laughs> I think we now. Did. <laughs> That's just the way our family games go. <laughs> yeah, basically. And we had my brother's friend was over. And so, like, my brothers did pretty good, but apparently we all had forgot to have the discussion with our family friend. And he was actually the worst culprit. But once he got going, the others fell right into place. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, tangent. Craziness. We are the Branskys. There was a lot of highlighting going on in that family dinner scene because it was essentially one of ours. We're not, well, we, I can't even say we're not loud because we're loud. We are loud when we're all together. Yeah. Uh, we're anyway. Scary. 
Yeah. Um, we've, however, we've been with that said, I um, also loved when her brothers, like when they split, you know, broke up when she left. And then her brothers came, and he's like, oh, my gosh, they're going to come and beat me up. I've, mm-hmm. I've hurt their sister. They're going to come and, you know, carve off my kneecaps. He had all these. And they came in. They're like, dude, you know, what can we do to help you? <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about the conflict. And, like, I mean, I am glad that they stepped in because I think that they yeah. they saved that whole situation. I think they did, too. That's why I love them so much. Yeah. They were they were funny. Um, okay, how did you find the pacing of this book? Because okay. I will go first. Okay. I this <laughs> Oh, was... sure. You go, Ellen. Ask me a question, then answer it. That's fine. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm just show, I'm explaining why I'm asking this. Um, my, my one drawback is that um, I found it interesting. First of all, like, even when I read that back cover description, so... So much of it is about the wedding, the wedding, the wedding, the wedding. The wedding is over by like 40% of the way through the book, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so most of the book is after the wedding and them being in a relationship. And, um, And the wedding is so like, the wedding sort of had... I I feel like I use this as a comparison a lot, but it had sort of a romancing the stone, like romance adventure type vibe to it. Well, it was like a bonkers thing going on. I mean, there was just crazy yeah. stuff happening. Yeah. And they were getting, you know, sucked into all this crazy adventure stuff. Yeah. For like that whole first part of the book. And and I was I was into that. Yeah, I was, I was I was, too. I was feeling that. And then to kind of have that, like, take a pretty serious tonal and, like, pacing shift was slightly, like, disconcerting to me. A little jarring. Yeah. Um, I, I liked the I, beginning yeah. and I liked the end. Yeah. I liked them both, but they were very different tonally. Yes. yes. And so, like, I, I was thinking, like, I would like both of... I would like both of these better if they were two separate books. And I think I could have gotten to like, wow, I love this if it was just one or the other. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, it was, I, I really got into the beginning part and all the adventure and all the crazy crap that was going on when they were in Barbados. And, you know, I liked the second part of the book where it was their relationship and all the stuff they were dealing with at home and yada, yada, yada. I liked both those, but they were completely different. Uh, like the pacing for each one was completely different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, um, so that second half kind of, like, dragged a little bit for me just because I was, I had gotten used to the more kind of frenetic pace of right the first part um and I, I did really like the first part I liked first of all like I don't know much about Barbados so it was kind of fun to like hear about some of the cultural stuff with Barbados and um I also really enjoyed Antonio like the kid that was driving them around he kind of reminded me of right. like um the kid Short from round. 
Tem- yes, exactly from <laughs> Temple of Doom. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so I, I really like the wedding had taken up like seventy percent of the book, and then the last part of the book was just them going home, meeting her parents, meeting his you know, parents, meeting his parents, dealing with his brother. You know, just kind of jammed all that together at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. It could have been. Um, you know, the tone would have stayed, I think, a lot more the same. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, so it's it's hard because, like, like I said, I like both, but I don't know that I, I like, love them together. Right. But it, it didn't take me out of the story too much. I mean, I totally felt it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that, I think. Um, so let's talk about their conflicts. Um, so essentially there's a thing that happens where he's photographed with one of the, okay, also let's, let me just say this real quick. Did you ever get the feeling like, did you ever feel like you liked Chip and Prue less because they were surrounding themselves with this wedding party that was all (laughs) awful people? Well, I think she tried to explain like, like, I think Margo was the daughter of her dad's yeah and like somebody else part the wedding party because they were she was in their wedding party i think was yeah so i think a lot of it was these aren't my best friends but they're the people who i felt obligated to have in my wedding party i'm not about that fam is the feeling i got and i think that might be more of a thing in that kind of upper echelon of society that i've never been a part of but um so maybe that's more of a thing there. But they were horrible people. Like all of them. Yes. Because like all of Definitely. his friends were kind of, I mean, his friends were a little bit better, but all of the, well, and I didn't mind Cressida. Right. The, you know, who kind of like helped her sometimes. And Right. Anyway. She was the that, more level-headed of all of them. But yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a hot mess wedding party. Ugh. Yeah. Um. Okay. So conflict. So, he gets photographed with uh, one of the horrible bridesmaids, Margot, and um, that ends up becoming a non-issue. She realizes pretty quickly, you know, he got framed. Yeah, he got framed for that. that. Um, But his brother comes and tells her that in a very Mr. Darcy and the Bingley Jane. That's so funny, because I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. is he kind of convinced Chip when they were first together, when Chip and Prue were first together, that he should not stay with her and convinced him to kind of step away from that relationship. Uh, Prue was brokenhearted and Frankie is pissed about this and she like breaks up with him. Um, so what did you think of the conflict? I... You know, because a lot of times I have a terrible problem with conflicts. There were little things that bugged me about the conflict. Like, when she first heard that story, the first thing I would have done is marched right over to Chip and Prue and said, you know, WTF, what, how did this, how did this play out? And see what their feelings are on it right off the bat instead of waiting for Prue to approach her with it. Well, and, well, in some ways, though, I'm kind of glad that he got the chance to go and talk to Chip and Prue about it. And the thing that I liked about that whole thing was that Prue was like, 
he wasn't, he didn't force Chip to do anything. He might have convinced him to do something. He suggested. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, I think Prue's, Prue's saying, yeah, we probably wouldn't still be married if I had gotten married back then because I was immature and and I was looking just for a ring and I didn't care about a relationship. So her Mm -hmm. explaining all of that to Francesca, I think helped Francesca realize, oh, well, maybe he was right. You know, maybe he had. Yeah. Yeah. And she also is the one that kind of calls Frankie out and says like, you know, maybe this isn't the only, you've been one foot out the door this whole relationship, like, waiting for an excuse for this to end. And this is just the first big thing that has come along. Right. And so, you know, that's when she kind of realizes that she is maybe also a little bit at fault. The The main thing that kind of pissed me off about their conflict is um, he... You know, she's breaking up with him, and he tells her, like, please don't, I love you, da-da-da-da-da. And she's like, you can't just use that word and, like, you've been holding it as an ace up your sleeve. And and then she's like, but I I love you, too. I I love you, too. And he's he's like, well, okay, so you've been holding, why didn't you tell me? (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. That's just dumb fighting stuff. This know, conflict yeah, bo- bothered me less than most other conflicts bother me. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think I would agree with that. And I loved her brothers going to him and saying, look, you just got to give her space and let her figure this out. She's going to figure out that you both did things wrong. And yeah. she's going to want to come and apologize to you. But you've got to back off and let her figure that out. Yeah, and I loved when he was like, I'm thinking about paying off her student loans. And they're like, no, that's no. the worst idea. <laughs> terrible idea (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was funny i loved when they came to her apartment when she was all crying and they're like what what don't do that (laughs) they're like trying to figure out and he calls his wife and she tells him what to go get (laughs) i mean they were the sweet brothers they were yeah yeah you know i'm a sucker for the sister with the brothers um okay uh let's talk about sex baby so, this was not quite mom appropriate Blythe who recommended <laughs> this book. Uh, we've read worse. Not much In worse. defense. It was pretty steamy. <laughs> I will give you that. And we got a lot of description. Yeah, we did. And they did it a lot of times. They so. did. And they did all the acts. And ever not so many all places. But even the ones that they didn't do, they talked about. Um, they did. I know. When but they then were it talk- was never described beyond that, so I was cool with that. Yeah. Um, but um, it was, yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty hot. <laughs> it but, was pretty hot. Like I've said previously, I can't even enjoy it because I know that you've read it too. That's just weird. There you go. It's the way it should be. (laughs) Is it? Um, But yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was pretty steamy. And I did. And they were hot for each other. Like, well, to the point where I start to wonder, (laughs) does this guy just walk around with a hard on for her (laughs) all the time? 
Well, he I seriously jumps her every time he sees her. I think about um, somebody posted in, um, I think in Penny Reed's group about how they one time they asked their husband, like, does this happen? Like, do guys get hard ons like this readily and this often? And he's just like, from looking at a girl, he's like, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I think about that all the time now when I read romance novels and. Like, this guy is just, like, constantly, like, springing wood every time he sees like, her. Like, all the time. Like, he's yeah. constantly at half mass, and then any little thing just sets it off. <laughs> and um, it just seems, like, um, uncomfortable and painful to me. And, like, how do you function as a human being when that's your constant, you know, yeah. state of your physical body? <laughs> I don't know, Mom. It's not something I, mean, I can just, answer for you. I, well, I can't either, but it seems... I also just don't think it's a thing that happens. Really. I don't think it is either. I mean, but. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that it's easy to set guys off. I'm not saying that that's not true. But I don't think that it's just looking at her and, you know, hearing her voice and I'm going to come in my pants, you know, that kind of thing. So that, he maybe, said that maybe it's just, maybe I just don't have that effect on guys. <laughs> Or maybe I do. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, okay. What was your swooniest moment, moment, Mom? Okay, I thought about this a lot. I mean, there were a lot of swoony moments. Yeah. Um, but really, honestly, my swooniest moment is when he goes to dinner at her house and he's with her family and he just is with all that chaos and... He's just for the first time getting his feel of what a real family can be like. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, his family is loyal to each other, but they don't have that. Oh, like love. warmth or anything. or Yeah. And um, just these guys all flipping each other off at the table. And then she smacks him in the back of the <laughs> mom, smacks him in the back of the head for flipping someone off. And then as soon as the mom looks down, they all flip each other off. And just the fact that he fit in with all that and, yeah. you know, he just was loving how warm and affectionate her family was. And yeah, it was, I, that was, that was my favorite moment when he just, for the first time, got a, a feel for that. So the one that I decided to pick, which is not even like really a single moment, but just him noticing and remembering like all these little small things about her. I was thinking the same thing too, like when he sent her all the gifts at the end and it's just yeah, this kind of socks that she likes to wear or these kind of jammies yeah. that she likes to wear. And I mean, he's a very busy guy who's running a crazy big company and things like that, but... Just that he, I don't know, took the time and noticed the small things. I liked that. I did too. And I liked just the little things like when he went to the deli shop and got a sandwich made and she's walking down the street with the Bransky bag. bag. Yeah. And I I have to think that he knew he would get photographed and that that would be something her family would be super proud of. And, um, you know, there's just little things he did. I was like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, I mean, you know, he was kind of, I feel like in the beginning he was kind of being portrayed as, you know, kind of the cocky jackass, but he was a real big sweetheart. Well, like, quickly he came 
off of that. I mean, I think yeah. pretty quickly I was on board because I was like, yeah. oh, he's just because he was so sweet to her when they were running around Barbados. And um, I loved when they were on the red carpet and they're like, you know, uh, Francesca, what are you wearing? She's like, I don't know, whatever Aiden picked out for me. Yeah. <laughs> Ask him. Ask him. And then he knew. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, okay, so let's read what some people wrote in the group about this book. Okay. So... You guys really came for this book, <laughs> some of you. Um, so Blythe, who um, who recommended the book to us, she said, I suggest this book so I feel responsible for all opinions. However, I loved this really weird book. It wasn't as strong towards the end, but I liked the banter between the two leads. It was super entertaining. I'm sorry, LOL. <laughs> and I think that was because we had already made hints about the fact that it was going to be saucy. Um <laughs> It was saucy. Kristen uh, said, um, I get nervous sharing my thoughts before I know how you guys feel, especially if I didn't love it. Hopefully I don't offend anyone who did like this book, but it was not my jam. The first 30% was a hot mess, which is funny because that's the part that I liked the most. Uh, she said, just not my kind of humor. That being said, I actually thought the ending was stronger than the beginning. Interesting. Uh so just goes to show that no two persons ever read the same book. I wasn't a fan of the constant hating on every other female character. Fair. And think the PMP comparisons were misplaced. In fairness, I think those are all just placed on the book, not anything that was in the book. Self-invited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And there are Pride and Prejudice comparisons to be made. Like... Well, I, he, that's the first thing I thought of, even when they mentioned that he had talked him out of marrying her to begin well, with. Well, that element and the fact that she overhears him call say something bad about her while they're at a dance. I right. mean, that that got my... And then he starts to like her, but she's like, I'm not going to... He's an arrogant asshole. I am not going to yeah. like him. And yeah. it takes him a while to I mean, listen, up. I have read enough Pride and Prejudice fan fiction to see those comparisons coming right. from a mile away. And when um, she sees Pemberley, she's like, I'm in. She's like, yeah. <laughs> um, Kristen continues. I am now hesitant to pick up another book by this author, but that's just my opinion. I'm clearly in the minority on Goodreads. Can't wait for y'all's thoughts. Hope you like it more than I did. Um, I think Kristen was the one who recommended the wedding date to us, so this is fair. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think she recommended it, but she did really like the wedding date. So, yeah, you're well, right. And, no and two like- people. I really do want to point out the fact that um, the the first half and the second half are completely different, but mm-hmm. I liked them both. I mean, they're well, just and different paste. And- yeah, it's interesting because um, I don't think that she's the only one that uh, that it flip-flops um, on who liked what half better. Right. Um, Nara said... They're into so much shenanigans, I thought the characters were younger. They're just odd, she said. I liked it better towards the end. So Nara is another one who liked the end better. Uh, She said, I liked her family, hated his. I think that's intentional. Um, And she said, all the women in this book are crazy, but I think it's for humor's sake. I think so, too. It kind of of reminded me of Intercepted a little bit, where she's surrounded by all these horrible people. Well, and, and I think it's kind of a caricature of that kind of a woman. I mean, most yeah. of them are kind of a caricature of that type of 
person in because that kind of there's also like her friend you know there's prue who's prue is that. delightful yeah yeah um jessica said i read this sometime last year and if i remember correctly i liked it the one thing that stuck with me was how much of a hoot the heroine's mom was yeah there you go so gotta some, love those some moms. funny mamas yeah um megan i'm not as bad as her mom though i do want more grandbabies you're not as bad but you do have shades of her mom i would i will take that yeah <laughs> Um, Megan said, I read this last year, so I can't remember all the details, but I only rated it two stars on Goodreads, which is always a bad sign. She said, I usually don't finish books that I'm not enjoying, but this one was funny, so I powered through. My biggest issue with the book was Frankie. Uh, although she was funny and got her shit together in the end, it was a little too little too late for me. She completely overreacted, and it drives me crazy when a heroine ignores... The hero's text calls, etc., and then is depressed when he finally stops calling. Um, I think we discussed that that's something that usually drives us crazy as well. Should I find it incredibly annoying to read, and it takes me out of the story because it seems so ridiculous. Talk to each other and have the big fight so that you can work through it. But maybe that says more about me than the book. I once asked my dad if he thought I was passive-aggressive, but he laughed and said I was aggressive-aggressive. So there's that. Uh, she said a lot of authors use this lack of communication right at the end and I find it exasperating okay rant over haha well it didn't Um, bother me as much in this book as it has in other books I mean I fume when these girls get mad and then turn their phone off and don't want to talk to anybody it's like you cannot get mad at someone who you're in love with and just cut off all communication with them that's not how yeah. people handle problems, how adults handle problems. Well, and this one didn't get drawn out as much as some of the others seem to. Yeah. Um, I realized that like some time passes, but it didn't it's like only like a week or maybe a little over a week. I don't think it's much longer than that. Yeah, I, I don't think it is either. Um, Jackie said, I thought it was fine. I wasn't quite sure what kind of book it was trying to be. Slapstick romance, slapstick romance. I like some of the minor characters the most, like the kid who drove them around while looking for the lost groom. I liked her family, and the family dinner scene was kind of funny. I couldn't figure out uh, what to do with the best friend bride and her fiancé husband. Is she a good friend? A bad friend? A self-centered friend? I was also sort of annoyed by Frankie and how she kept getting hung up on the same issues surrounding why she should or shouldn't date Aiden, uh, who was a pretty good guy in spite of the fact that he was a gazillionaire. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Um, she said, I'd give it three stars, but only because I don't think it's a two-star book. Loved him, liked her. Over-the-top supporting characters were kind of all over the place. Um, I think here's here's my thought on this. I think a lot of people are having a hard time with her holding back and not wanting to push herself into that world. But mm-hmm. I totally understood where she was coming from. I get where if you just grow up as a normal Joe, and I think we've just read so many books where these girls are are so willing to just, you know, walk into that. But Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to be in that kind of a fishbowl under that kind of a microscope all the time. That would would be a hard thing to give up that kind of your privacy. Especially for, and like for how loud and brassy she is and like getting her loud brassy family into that as well and well can you imagine the wedding party with her family on one side and his family on the other side but um i i would have a problem with 
just people hounding me, you know, press hounding me all the time, watching everything, photographing everything, misconstruing everything. I mean, that would just get old so fast. I Yeah, I got her her hesitation on that. It did kind of, I did get sometimes frustrated with her throughout when. But I think that that's like the whole part of her journey. I mean, her whole yeah, journey in the book was and, her and overcoming that. I think some of it could have been, um, like, fleshed out a little bit more. Um, just because a lot of it sometimes felt like she was just like, no. <laughs> well, I think and, a lot, she was also afraid of saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, because she knew how she acted. She knew how she handled problems, and it wasn't mm-hmm. always the proper way. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to do or say anything that would hurt Aiden's, you know, chances or feelings or his, you know, position in society or any of that she didn't want to do anything to hurt him but he had to make her understand that he just really didn't care you know that yeah he loved he loved her enough that that didn't bother him yeah um yeah so like and by the way i thought his mother was wonderful so yeah that's true stepmother was awful yeah but his mother was really awesome yeah that's true yeah I didn't have the problem with the side characters that everybody else had. I thought they were kind well, of funny. Just, I thought, Yeah. I get it. I get it. I mean, that's yeah. fine. We can agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, Ashley said, I liked it. It's a nice light read to grab as an in-between book. It kind of reminds me of an early 2000s slapstick vacation adventure rom-com movie. A little Mary-Kate and Ashley flavor thrown in there, <laughs> which I think Ashley must be of the same generation as me because... That is a great reference. Um, yeah. Um, I would agree with that. It's it's a fun, it's a cute, fun yeah, book. Romp. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I think, yeah, other than that pacing thing that we talked about, I didn't, I wasn't really pulled out as much as some of y'all seem to be. Yeah. But, you know. And all the crazy stuff at the wedding and all that, it did do a good job of introducing us to how horrible his brother was mm-hmm. and, you know, how poorly his dad takes care of that problem and just yeah. how, and <laughs> Chip cracked me up. He's like, yeah, I knew, I knew they'd come get me some, you know, I knew it would all work out. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and then when she gets him out the window and she's like, go, go, go. And she's standing there talking to Aiden and Chip just walks back in and she says, you're supposed to get out of here. Yeah, that was funny. That was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, and I find it interesting that some of you, like at least all of you that mentioned it, um, liked the second half more than the first half because I think I enjoyed the first half the best. I thought the first half was a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Um, okay. Mom, any other thoughts on this book? No, I... You know, Blythe, thanks. I loved it. Um, yeah. I liked it a lot. It was fun. It was a great read. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on The Worst Best Man by Lucy Score. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which mm-hmm. is not your mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is not your mom's rom, at not your mom's rom, or you can email us at notyourmomsromancebookclub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On May 20th, we will be discussing Brooklyn Air 
by Serena Bowen in our next mini episode. Um, but for now, we are going to take a break and when we come back, we'll be prepping for wedding season by rehashing some of our best wedding stories. So stay with us. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. Okay. That was, that was beautiful. I, I don't have much for this break segment. Um, I just wanted to mention that it was announced this week that Intercepted is going to become a TV series on stars. Once again, proving that we have the Midas touch. Yes. With, like, I swear, within weeks, within, like, at least a couple weeks, if either before or after we announce that we're doing a book or do the book on our show. It's like the fourth time it's happened, right? Yeah. The, um... Really, authors, you should be begging us to do your books because <laughs> people, some of the others listening to us, I guess. Yeah, it's true. The thing is, is it's going to be on stars, so they are not going to hold gonna back on the heat. <laughs> um, and the other thing I wanted to mention is that we are currently doing a poll over on our Facebook group to help us establish what our reading list for the summer is going to be. So if you want a say in that and you are not on the Facebook group, go go do that. Go sign up for the Join Facebook it. group. It's I a good am, time. I am loving that. Fa- I, I say this every time, but I really am loving it. I love, like, the little Hi. community. And, like, honest, this sounds weird, but, like, when I see you guys talking to each other on the Facebook group, I'm like, oh, my little babies are, like... We did that. Chums. We brought them all together. <laughs> and, like, that makes me the happiest of, like, anything. So I'm loving it, you guys. Um, and that's what I'm going to do for the break segment. Mom, anything to add to either yeah, of those Do you things? have to sing the song again, or are we... No. Oh, good. Then, yeah, okay. that was great. <laughs> cool. Screw you. <laughs> See you next time. Welcome back. So in honor of The Worst Best Man, which the first half, as we said, takes place at a wedding, um, and given that we are quickly approaching the wedding season, um, Mom and I thought we would share some of our our better wedding stories. Um, We've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I have been a bridesmaid 13 times, so I I am no stranger to the wedding game. Um, no, you are not to the point where like I would go to weddings that I wasn't in and not know what to do with myself. (laughs) I'm not dressed like anyone else. That's just weird. (laughs) I don't have a bouquet in my hand. I don't know how to dance at a wedding without a bouquet in my hand. Um, so mom, I know that you wanted to share your own wedding story. So go ahead with that. The best wedding story I know is my own wedding story. It was a pretty bonkers day. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal, people. My husband lived in the Bay Area. I don't know if you know this yet, but we live in California. My husband lived in the Bay Area. And um, because we hate ourselves, we decided to have the wedding down in the Bay Area and then drive up. My family lived a couple hours north, east of there. And um, so then drive a couple hours up. To my family's house and have the reception up there mm-hmm. later, a little later in the day. Mm-hmm. So it, um, I woke up in the morning 
called my husband and I said, make sure to make sure he had, you know, the rings and the marriage certificate and all that stuff that we had to have. And I talked to his mom and she said, he has been throwing up all night. He got some kind of flu bug and he had just been puking all night long. And I was like, he better be at that wedding or I will kill him. And then my mother will kill him. And so that's true. She would have, <laughs> she said, okay, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. So we show up at the place where we're having the wedding and my husband and his best man seems like I've, it. Al- I've oh. already told the story about the best man, but yeah, Gary, um, were you going to say something? Well, it into my seems story? like, um, it would have been a bad omen that he was throwing up that much. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> so they show up and it, his best man had driven him there because he was too sick to drive. Mm-hmm. And uh, he looked positively green. And I'm not even, he wasn't even just pale. He looked green. And so just before the wedding ceremony itself, he went and threw up. Then he, you know, after you throw up, you feel okay for a little while. So then he was okay during the actual wedding ceremony. But then afterwards, when everybody was congratulating us and, you know, it, it was, he's, it's dragging on and on and on and everybody's taking pictures and doing all these things. And, and, um, he's finally like, you know, this isn't, I, I don't feel good. I mm-hmm. need to not be doing this anymore. Well, in the meantime, while everybody was taking pictures and doing all this, our best man, who had driven my husband there, he said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and go. He drove my husband there in my husband's car. And so he came up to us while we were doing pictures and whatnot, and he said, I'm going to go ahead and go and leave and head on up to, you know, Julie's parents' house um, with this carload of people. So we're like, okay, go ahead, go. So then we finally get done with pictures and done with hugs and all everything that's going on. And pretty much everyone's taken off, and we go to leave, and my husband does not have the keys to his car. Well, all the tuxedos and everything are in the trunk of his car, and we don't have any way to get his car up to where the reception is going to be. So we stew about this for a while, and his sister is really the only one who's still there with us, her and her husband. And... So finally we say, well, let's just go home and see if we can find a spare key. So finally we go to his house. We find a spare key after searching for a while. Then he has to throw up a few times. And we we end up driving. We go back to the place where the wedding was, get the tuxedos and everything out of the trunk. And then we end up driving up there just in the back of her old station wagon so he can lay down because he is sick as a dog. He's still crazy sick. And, um, so we get up there, he throws up a few times before the reception. We literally walk into the house, like, I don't know, 20 minutes before the reception is supposed to start. I had just thrown my dress in the back of this car before we, I mean, I had other clothes on, but, so I had to take it out, iron it real fast, get all beautiful, which didn't take too long, because, <laughs> but, um, uh-huh. get all ready. The photographer's stewing because we were supposed to be there early for pictures which we weren't early for pictures and my husband can hardly even stand in fact he can't stand yeah we have like we have your guys' wedding pictures (laughs) 
Well, he sits on a bar stool in most of our yeah. wedding pictures because he just, he's getting to where he's feeling a little better, like not throwing up, but he's just, you know how you are when you've been sick. He's yeah. just weak. And, and um, so it was a pretty horrendous day. And I don't want to get too TMI, but <laughs> I think I've mentioned before that I was a virgin on my wedding day, as was my yeah. husband. Yeah. And then my poor, sick, sick, sick husband you know, was too weak to do much on our wedding night that we waited night. all our lives for. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's it's been uphill since then, let me say. <laughs> it was a rocky start. But yeah. it's all, it all worked out. It was a crazy day, though. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so my, probably my best uh, wedding story is when I was a bridesmaid for one of our dear family friends, who's basically like, you know, little, Your little sister. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I, there's like, I think just from how many times I've been a bridesmaid, um, I, I do get, there's like a whole different, like Ellen that comes out when I'm at a wedding. Like I'm well, it's when the bouquet gets thrown. Well, no. That's when I'm, a different Ellen comes out. Calm down. Um, I am slightly competitive. Um, and But also, like, I am much more, like, free and loose on the dance floor than I usually am in other types of scenarios like that. I, I, and, you know, I'm, I don't know. Um, it's like I have booze in me, but I don't. Um, which is, right? Um, and so I'm always like, I like to be, you know, every wedding needs that person that takes the bouquet toss too seriously. And that I, every wedding must have that. (laughs) It makes it more fun for everybody watching mom. So Ellen steps up to the plate whenever possible. So I take on that. Listen, I haven't done that at every wedding I'm in, but it worked out for you, Ellen. Getting Hmm. that bouquet. (laughs) Because I have caught it, like, a few times. But, I know you have. Um, anyway, so we're going, she's going to do the bouquet toss at this wedding. Um, I'm in a dress that is, like, it's a full dress, but the front of it, the along the, the bosom, has buttons. It buttons up the front. And, um, and I'm in a dress, and so, you know, that whole situation. And, um... The, she throws the wedding bu- the wedding bouquet and I kind of like make a dive for it and <laughs> I when I when I make the dive my skirt like flies up over my head and I like fall on the ground and when I get up the front of my dress has popped open so and this is like this family friend that we grew up with, so it's in front of everybody I know, <laughs> and um, and it's somewhere video because they were videotaping that whole thing. There, what, there is video. I've never seen it. Have you? Ever seen I've it never seen. No, I think I know there too, is because they've told us there is. Yeah, I think I'm too. They're too embarrassed for me to show it to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was the time that I 
Just tell them that showing your bosom to the world is... That's like, anytime someone wants to hear an embarrassing story, I'm like, do you want the time I flashed everyone I know? Flashed my church uh, leader. uh, Flashed a random Italian man. Like, it's all me flashing (laughs) someone. This is the crux of all my embarrassing stories. If you didn't have boobs... You wouldn't have any embarrassing. I would be stories. a much. I would be a much less embarrassing person. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those are our creme de la creme of wedding stories. So, hope that you guys found some enjoyment in that. I'm not even sure if I think I might have already told that story on the podcast before. So, sorry if I've already told that one. Anyway. Thanks so much for joining us. Again, if you'd like to join us for Brooklyn Air by Serena Bowen in one week on May 20th, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMomsRom or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMomsRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. That was wonderful. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.